um, Saul, before he even encountered David, he was doing amazing things, right? right? Up until he went against what God had told him. So he was supposed to be fighting the Amalekites. And um, I want to say their king's name was Agog. And um, the, the Israelites essentially did everything they were supposed to do. But as opposed to killing all the animals, you know, and not mm. taking anything from the camp and such, they took the animals. And um, they took the king, you know, prisoner, if you will. And Samuel came out and said, hey, um, why is it that you went against what God told you? And Saul said, well, we did everything that God told us to. You know, we, mm-hmm. we killed all the people that we were supposed to. And, you know, the people, they took spoils. That's not what God told you to do. And as a result of that, he fell out of favor with God. Right. But with David, you, you don't really see that up until maybe later. Mm-hmm. But he's. Uh, humble enough to go about humbling himself in front of God, where with Saul, you don't see that. He blames the other people. Mm. And then he even becomes jealous of the person that is supposed to be taking the throne from him. So Mm -hmm. it talks about how, you know, when Samuel was walking away from Saul, Saul reached out and grabbed Samuel and said, hey, you know, do whatever it takes, you know, to get me back in God's good graces. And he tore Samuel's robe and um, Samuel says, you know, as you have torn my robe, um, Israel will be, you know, divided in two. Mm. Or your kingdom will be divided in two. And um, from then on, you just see the decline of the individual that Saul was. Because Saul was seen as, you know, this great person because he was the first king. And then just this decline up until he eventually tries to kill the person that was, you know, supposed to be succeeding him. Yeah. So it's it's a very interesting thing. So it's like this gradual, like further further away from who God called him to be and what. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's a good picture to uh, to look at. Example: What happens when you don't follow in God's footsteps? Mm-hmm. When you don't, um, when He called you to something and you know it and you don't do it, yeah. right? When you're disobedient, and, you go off and your worse of all is when you're arrogant. Mm. And you're too prideful because of your insecurities to humble yourself mm. before God and seek forgiveness. Exactly. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. What matters is that you get back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's another great quality of David, right? That mm. you touched on is responsibility. Yeah. Man. Right. Because he didn't shy away from responsibility. Mm. He embraced it. Absolutely. He saw the problem. Goliath took care of it in God's name. He, you know... Um, he said later in, uh, as we read the book of Samuel, we see that Saul, because of his disobedience and pride, he now is being tormented by evil spirit, right? Mm. And, um, he still continues this, this jealousy of David, and he persists in trying to kill David, like David is the problem, mm-hmm. when really. He's the problem, you know. Um, And David, being, you know, true to to God and true to his his calling and true to the rules that God gave him, he doesn't fight back. He doesn't try and kill David. He doesn't retaliate. He just, he's just, I'm sorry, yes, David doesn't try to kill Saul. Um, He 
flees. He flees. Yeah. He, mm. he, he still continues to serve Saul for a while. And yeah. then after he's advised by uh, his best friend, the king's son, Jonathan, Jonathan. he flees. Um, but yeah, so accept responsibility. Yeah. Don't and flee from it. Man, I think that that's a key thing that you just touched on, right? Because throughout that entire time when, you know, Saul becomes tormented by, you know, this demon, um, and he goes and he hurls a spear at David with the sole intent of pinning him up against the wall and killing him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, David, protected by God, is able to evade that spear, and then it happens again. And then, you know, David takes off. You know, for me, like if somebody tried to kill me once, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be in their presence. No you know thanks. What I mean? mm-hmm. But David was supposed to be loved by Saul. You know, post that battle where he had just got done chopping off the head of Goliath and delivering it to the king and said, essentially, this is yours. Take this back to the people to show that, you know, you have done what God has called you to do. Saul is elated with David at that point. Mm -hmm. But then right after that, when the people start singing David's praises as opposed to singing Saul's praises, like, wait, you know, what's going on here? You know, this this guy, he's starting to get famous and he's only fought one battle. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sets out to kill David. He's like, you know what? I got something for him. You know, the, the yeah, very people. For you. Yeah, yeah, man. Do you Come think to about my it. chambers real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, post the battle, he tries to offer the oldest um, daughter. He's like, nah, who am I? You know, I'm I'm a lowly sheep herder. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, cool. You know what? I'm going to send David off in the battle against the Philistines, you know, and, um, He'll die on the battlefield. So essentially trying to set him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the yeah. same way that we might end up encountering in our, our regular um, jobs. You know, always have that uh, boss that is going to be looking out for your best interest because they're worried about you being a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you, you have a gift and they recognize it. Yeah. The same way that, yeah. So the same way that Saul saw that, that gift in David, um, the, just the, the presence of God over David. It's like, no, I, I have to get rid of this dude. Otherwise, he's a threat to my kingdom. No. That's the same thing that we encounter, you know, in our everyday lives. You know, people don't like the fact that you live in a, a better neighborhood than them. And now it's like, oh, you know, no, mm-hmm. something's got to be done. And you encounter all this friction along the way and God is with you. And there's nothing that they can do to go about, you know, um, pulling you down to where the people might want you. Right. And you see that with... Um, David and the fact that every battle that he fought with the Philistines, he was prosperous. Mm -hmm. And the people started singing even more praises for David. Right, right. Wasn't there like a song where like David is slain thousands and Saul has always slain 50? (laughs) (laughs) And he's he's probably like going on with the song like, like, wait a minute. (laughs) Hey, let me see those lyrics real quick. That's a very catchy tune. That's a very catchy tune. I like the beat to that song. I like the beat to that song. Let me get those lyrics though. I got some numbers mixed up. Exactly. Man, but then you just see the jealousy of people that are at a higher level and such. You know, think about it. Mm. Saul was the king of Israel, right? David was still just a lowly sheep herder. Yes, he was, you know, with God. God loved him. But Mm. Saul did not have that idea of David. Mm. You know, this is the person that is potentially going to be taking my throne. I have to take him out now. You know, Mm. let me chop the legs off from underneath him before he gets too strong. You know, because if he gets too strong, I might not be able to defend myself. And did Saul know what Samuel had done? Oh, yeah. Like, he, he knew, like, Samuel said David is going to be the 
or I don't know if not king, said, but I, like I don't know if he knew I that daylight was coming in. I don't think so. No, but, uh, I don't he, think so. So Samuel did tell Saul that one of your neighbors is going to be taking your throne from you. Oh, yeah. So maybe Saul didn't know Paranoia exactly who. Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. okay. And then he started seeing like, wait a minute. This is this kid. <laughs> it's this yeah. kid. This is the kid. This kid. Yeah. Exactly. David yeah. was walking out after playing the harp. He's like, "See you later, neighbor." Yeah. Exactly. You know. But man, you you just think about that. The jealousy that we end up encountering is the same kind of jealousy that David was encountering from the king, the person that had everything. And if he wanted anything more, he could have just took it. Mm-hmm. But he wanted the sheep herder's life, you know. Yep. Because people were singing his praises as opposed to the king's. Mm. Like, no, you guys are supposed to be singing about me. Mm. These are battles that I put David into, you know. Yeah. So not being able to recognize where God was able to come in or where God came in and you know established where David was supposed to be. He's only seeing what he's going to lose, mm. and he's trying to protect it by all means, right? Mm. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, just to add on to that, you know, I think it was you, uh, Angelo, that said this before, but if God wants you, the enemy also wants you, Mm -hmm. right? And the enemy wants you just as bad, you know, but he doesn't want you for good. He wants to destroy you, right? right? Because he knows that God has a purpose. If you're a threat, you you know what I mean? Let's let's take this strategic tactical, right? If you're a threat... I'm gonna come after you. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to be a threat to my family, my kingdom, the things that like I've built up, mm. you're gonna do whatever you can to eliminate that threat before it becomes a bigger threat, before it starts recruiting other threats. You Your know? economy is starting to prosper. Oh, let's go fix that. Let's go fix that. Let's go fix that. Mortgage rates are really low. <laughs> let's go tear down that infrastructure exactly. real quick. Right, right. Mm. So when you're at the top. You got a lot of people gnawing at your feet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Gnawing at your feet. Second, third, fourth place. Yeah. So at the end, if you're trying to knock the guy off the top, mm. you get everybody else, gang them up together, and let's go take this dude down. Yeah. And they'll be they'll be united for that. What what's it? Like the uh the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's such an interesting thing as we study david and to just i mean look at look where we are right now we're about an hour into this conversation and we've only touched on that little story that everybody's familiar with Mm. and the depth of that yeah that we don't like it's easy okay he's laid the giant he became king blah 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 i think that's like 16 chapters maybe yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but you know but there's so much when you really take time you know I actually tried to be better about this. I've, I've, uh, I hated reading books in high school, college. I, I hated Same. it. Never read a book actually until after I became an adult. Mm. And now I love it. And there was a, there was a point where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to read a lot of books because you know they say all the good business owners read like multiple books a year, fifty two books a year, or like a book a week, right? I'm like, hey, cool, cool, cool. But I realized, like, man, I'm just going through the book. I'm not. I'm just reading. I'm not really retaining or learning or implementing. Mm-hmm. So now, when I read, and this is my point, like when I want to read the Bible, I don't just read to get through it. I really try to read to understand. And mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of people are just like, "Oh, I read the Bible, but do you really get it?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because talking to you guys now dissecting this story that I've grown up 
hearing over and over. Wait, and I've never heard that detail what? before. <laughs> We're reading the same chapter. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Are you st- you're still you still read the Bible with pictures, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the only Bible. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's so many intricacies to David, and you know we talk about because I think it's really interesting to see, like, yeah, David's is this this ideal. Um, man, a man after God's own heart. He's the second most mentioned person in the Bible outside of Jesus. Um, but how does, where are we today in terms of lacking that warrior spirit? Right? Because we're, as we're releasing these episodes, it is the end of 2023. Mm. It's Christmas time. It is uh, Thanksgiving around, This is when this releases, it'll be around Thanksgiving. And it's so easy to get caught up into Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then 2024, and then mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. It's like a really new quick year, routine transition. Yeah. Right. For the first New week. year, new me. <laughs> so it's like our goal with recording these um, David series is like, well, how can we make this tangible? Hmm. How can we make it so clear that the listener, the viewer, the watcher, the receiver can have a blueprint? to move forward into the new year. Not even just wait till 2024, but as soon as you hear this, what can you do now? Do it now. Mm. Do it now, right? Absolutely. So we, we're talking about the warrior. How do you guys feel about the warrior identity in today's uh, social climate? Because personally, I'll start. What warrior identity? What are you talking there, about? There we go. There we go. <laughs> Extremely, yeah. A huge lack of, of, of being a warrior. And... Um, you know because i believe a warrior fights for for things that are important Mm -hmm. he fights and i'm saying he because the warrior could also be a woman but in this obvious obviously specific context he fights for something that's important to god so aligning yourself with a cause like us what we're doing with this podcast, restoring manhood, rescuing kids, rebuilding families. Three core values that we are all agreed that's like very important and that these are real problems and challenges that need to be solved. That first piece, though, is restoring manhood. And part of being a man is being a warrior, which is totally not like we're going the opposite direction of that right now. Absolutely. That's toxic, what you just said. Toxic exactly. masculinity. Oh, exactly. oh, don't cancel me. Yeah. Don't cancel me. Now. Don't cancel me. Um, but where, where do you guys think right now, like, where are we at in, in terms of uh, having a warrior spirit? In the world? In the world, or, yeah, yeah, just in general. Well, I mean... <clears throat> you said it was kind of well, yeah, lacking. Yeah, non-existent, it's really why, non-existent. Why? Be, like, what makes you think that? Oh, well, because, as we've said before, there's a war on masculinity. That happened a couple of years ago. And now traits that, you know used to be um, sought out for in a man are no longer is no longer a thing now mm-hmm. uh, having a more feminized man is cool mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, being weaker is cool you know mm-hmm. in a man um, men that are you know confident in themselves men that um don't mind you know let's say you're a single man you want to you see a pretty lady you might if you approach a woman you know oh you're 
you're this, you're that, you know, if, yeah, you know, if you have, um, um, more traditional, um, what's it called? Uh, um, Jesus, what's the word? Your, um, traditional values, values. Thank you. My goodness. (laughs) If you have traditional values, then you look frowned upon, you know? Yeah. You're you're a bigot, you know, and you mm. need to get with the times, you Absolutely. know, even though the times are going to hell in a handbasket, you yeah. know what I mean? And there is no, there's very little drive out there for to for the for the right thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's there's a lot of, and I'm I'm calling out men specifically. There's a lot of men out there that don't recognize evil in their face, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. They they don't do their own critical thought process to try and see how would this be a problem in the future, yeah. you know? And that's yeah. something that a warrior has to have. Yeah. You have to have the foresight of battle, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, all these battles now, right, are in the mind, mm. you know? They're not, we're not in a, in a state of war mm. right now, as of now, <laughs> in this country. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, but we are at war in the mind. We are at war in the spirit, you know? Um, I'd argue, like, the war in the mind is actually more detrimental than the physical war. Well, that's where the war starts. It starts right. in the mind. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the first war you have to win. Because yeah. if, you get, if, you war the, if you win the war of the mind, you can totally avoid the physical war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Man. So I'm not sure if you all are familiar with the, um, the show Handmaid's Tale. But essentially, I've I've heard of it. I've never watched it. It is. It's not really my type of show. I watched a couple of episodes, and it's, I ended up finishing it's, all seasons. <laughs> no, it's like extreme on like masculinity and such. Um, but this is post, you know, the era that we're living right now, mm. where essentially men end up standing up. Like, no, women do not have rights anymore. Uh, I'm allowed to have you know three, four wives, and your sole job is to take care of the house and have kids. Nothing else. That's and what the show's about? Essentially. Oh, damn. Yeah. And um, legit, they will just lay there on the bed. Guy comes in, does his thing, goes out of the room, and that's it. Like, no interaction at all. Like, slaves, essentially. Mm. Guy comes in, does his thing, bounces. You know, and that's just how it ends up turning. And that would be my greatest fear, in all mm. honesty. that The fact that we're drifting so far away... That men end up saying, hey, we need to take this back. Mm. And, you know, the, the old style that we had was, you know, command and conquer, essentially. Yeah. Where we were going into foreign lands and, you know, raping and pillaging women and children, such. Um, and the potential for us to get back to that, just as a result of, you know, not being able to feel the masculinity amongst ourselves. Mm. Um, I think that we're pretty close to that in yeah. all honesty and it's it's worrisome for me uh, personally but I have guns <laughs> <laughs> you know they all uh, yeah. they were all lost in a boating accident yeah. you yeah. used to have guns yeah. you used to you used to, you used to. Yeah. <clears throat> somewhere hey. in the, there's somewhere in the ocean yeah but hey. that's such a great point because let's look at the war let's go back to that warrior right there's extremes mm-hmm. to each side. Oh, of course. There's yeah. when you're too warrior. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you're saying. You become a tyrant. Mm-hmm. You become a tyrant. You're like, you know, uh, rape and pillage, and just like 
You become cruel. Yes. You become evil. Mm. Right. You become the very thing you sought to fight against. Exactly. exactly. And then on the flip side of what you're talking about, of they don't take initiative. Mm-hmm. They lack courage. Mm. They lack identity. They lack backbone. And if I think it was like episode maybe three or four on the podcast where you were talking about that one, um, the sex offender that became like a principal at school. Mm. That's not, that's, that, that's exact example. Yeah. So there's, there's, yeah, where, where are the dads? Where are the moms? Yeah. Why aren't exactly. they, why aren't they boycotting the school? Where's the riots there? I right. Mean, where I would like, you know, get where, all of us banded together, bash where down the, the, there? No on the windows, pickets, like, you know, and, and without and, violence, obviously, but I'm just saying like, right. And without guns, cause they're in the ocean. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, but that's it. Like we got to look at the duality of that. Like the both extremes, too much warrior, you become a tyrant. Too little warrior, you don't lead. You yeah, don't stand yeah. for anything. Yeah. That's yeah. why you have to have that balance. Yeah. That's yeah. why you have to have a, a standard. That's why you have to have morals, mm. you know, that and something that's greater than yourself because you yourself, we are all corruptible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are. Absolutely. We're all corruptible. In some which way or manner. For some people it's women, other people it's money, other people it's fame or mm. recognition, whatever it is, you know. Man. They they make the little a little trophy, you know this little idol and it means so much to people i i need to get that recognition mm-hmm. you know and everything that comes with it exactly you know the the most worrisome part for me with both of those scenarios where you essentially lack the masculinity and then you have too much is the fact that when you get there you're unable to recognize it because mm. i mean you think about the the kids of the modern That's day so true. Yeah. and mm. you might be able to tell them like hey you did this wrong and they're sitting there with this look on their face, like I don't understand why that's wrong. You yeah. know, everybody's doing this. Yeah, and they're unable to recognize, you know, what it is that you're telling them, and then you try to break it down for them as much as you can, Barney style. I don't get it. You, yeah. you're still wrong. Mm. Yeah, this is the way that we do things now. Either yeah. get with it or get lost type deal. Mm. Yeah, um, and they're unable to recognize it, and it's going to end up being the same thing for the individual that is hard on. Mm. It's like, you know, I'm I'm not giving up my rights because, you know, all those guys, you know, they gave up theirs. That's not going to be me and my family, mm. um, you know, and we're going to be on living in those two extremes. And then when the two extremes clash, you know, which one is going to end up winning? Of course, it's going to be the one that's going to be more violent. But is that actually a win that we want? Mm. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because that's just going to lead to war. Exactly. You know, more exactly. more division. Which yeah. we really don't need. Absolutely, we all need to come together under one cause. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. And and I the only thing I mean by that is Jesus. You know yeah. what I mean. By we we have the manuscripts, we have the the manual for life. We have a way to conduct ourselves. Mm. We 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 have great examples of what great uh, warriors are mm. and what bad warriors are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely, and how one can lead a country to greatness and one can lead down destruction mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah amen absolutely and that's where we are in today's climate like there is a separation yeah and it's just growing larger and larger yeah. where the middle class is the one that's kind of like being forced to pick the sides of yeah. like the middle class is disappearing because they're e- either going to the right or going to the left yep. you know and <clears throat> People who, people who feel lost or they're not sure where to go or what's next, read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. 
Like, read the Bible because that, like you've, we've mentioned in the past, like that has the instructions on how to do life. Mm. The problem is, one, people don't like to read, mm-hmm. right? Um, and two, people are afraid to read something that will conflict with their life today and their beliefs today. Hello. Yeah. You're telling me that, wait. I'm I wrong. I can't be watching the pornographies. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I you do know? like that girl. I like pornography. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, oh, yeah. I like that pornography. You know? I can't read the five cent flick. <laughs> <laughs> I got to cancel my membership. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> but that is part of the fear. The fear of change is not as painful as the fear of staying the same. Mm. So people would rather hold on to their doubts, their limiting beliefs, their um, their lack, mm-hmm. rather than risk pain of change. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, that, we're that, giving them the answer. Yeah. like And it hurts. It, it hurts them. Yeah. Well, it hurts us, I should say. Yeah. Because sometimes somebody tell me the truth, I'm like, no. Yeah, you're crazy. I can't accept that. You're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm right too. all the time. I'm pretty <laughs> too old, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it, it goes both ways because it, 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 like you said, it doesn't align with what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't align. And that's so painful. Yeah. And then that it also so hurts painful. because that means that you have to change. That means yeah. you're wrong. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. And that's something we all got to accept. Exactly. That's why, you know, when it comes mm. to sin, people can't accept that concept mm. because they have morals, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's plenty of amazing people out there that don't know Christ mm-hmm. that are atheists or whatever and just mm. have good morals. Mm. Two points for them. Yay. Yep. Right? But the devil doesn't care about your morals. Your morals mm-hmm. won't get you into heaven. Your acts won't get you into heaven. Mm-hmm. The only thing that gets you into heaven is to accept Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, the light, the only true way to the, to the Father, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and so what I'm getting at is um, that we need a standard. We need a standard to, so that we can all come together. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Man, I think another thing that we need to end up talking about on a, maybe another episode is how to go about recognizing, you know, what's of God and what's not. You know, mm. because... Um, Testing the spirits. Absolutely. You know, but then, mm. you know, actually being able to recognize it, you know, um, because... The Bible says, essentially, that if it's contrary to what God would want for your life, then it's not of God. Right? Mm-hmm. It's of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we know God to be um, love, peace, happiness, and such, and then something of the contrary starts you know, coming into your life, then you know that this isn't of God. Mm. You know, that I'm battling with whatever. You know, I need to go about getting back to the place where I need to be. But then I think that we need to consider also the... The character of Job, mm-hmm. where Job was tested, and maybe he didn't do anything wrong, you know, and he was expressing to all these people, "Please believe me, <laughs> I didn't do anything," you know. Sure, and, you and, did. Yeah, that, that's, that's what, what they all say. Saying. That's yeah, what they all you know? say, Job. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You must have done something wrong, or somebody yeah. in your house did something wrong. You yeah. lost all your family, all your sheep, your house, your homeless. You're living outside on the cardboard box. You did something wrong in your life. And, you know, we have that same judgmental mentality that all those people have about, you know, the people that are homeless in Chicago or, you know, the, the panhandlers on the corner. You mm. must have did something wrong. And that's why you're panhandling, mm. you know. So we carry that same judgmental mindset in the modern day life, yeah. even though we might not mm-hmm. want to admit it. We do. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's just naturally ingrained in us. Yeah. 
with the same measure that we judge, we will also be judged. Exactly. Mm. That's always what I think about <laughs> when I when I feel that I'm judging or I see other people and judging scary, people you know critically I mean? when and harshly. That realization. Yeah. 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 And Absolutely. I'm like, mm. yeah, exactly. How Maybe did I, I shouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, the way I judge, God's going to judge me the way I'm judging other people. Exactly. Like, mm, I'm going to. You know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jesus. Yeah. So you well, know, maybe I'm, maybe he just likes wearing dirty clothes and being outside. Exactly. You know, man. You know, I find myself having to talk to my wife about that kind of stuff all the time because she would like make a sly comment. It's like that was very judgmental. Mm. You know, let's not go there. You know, let's mm. dial it back a little bit. I do the same thing and just in a different manner. You know what I mean? Where I'm, I might not be judging the individual. I'm not judging Alfredo, you know, for not having a zip up, you know, as opposed to you know the pullover hoodie. Ugh. Mm. Disgusting. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not judging him based on that. Gross. You know? <laughs> Don't look at my toes, dude. Don't, Don't look, look at my toes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. Oh, you know, man. Yeah. Funny. But those are the things that I end up falling to. You know what I mean? So being able to see, you know, the log in somebody. Well, I'm sorry, the splinter in somebody else. But not recognizing the log in yourself, mm. you know, oh, it's, yes. it's tough. And I, I think that totally yes. aligns with the dichotomy of a warrior and a lover, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? You have to be tough and strong and mm. fight for the right things as a warrior, mm. but you also have to be soft and tender like a lover. Exactly. And specifically what we had mentioned earlier, not just the lover as in like, oh, I love my wife, I love my kids, I love my friends, but... First and foremost, if God is love, right, he should be our first and primary focus. Mm -hmm. And it is so hard, going back to what we were talking about earlier, to rearrange my life to put God at the top. Mm. You're telling me put God at the top of... Uh, uh, the top of my number number one list, Um, even, you know, before my wife, my Mm. kids, my... My career. My career, my business, my house. Like, what? Absolutely. And it's such... I still battle with that, for real. Like, I'm like, I know I'm supposed to make him first, Mm -hmm. but do I make him first? How do I go about making him first when I have all this stuff I need to do? I know, (laughs) but I need to get bills paid. Hey, yeah, God, exactly. like, what you mean? If you I don't go, go to from... work, we're going to be homeless. We you don't, don't want to see me homeless. <laughs> you know? Brian's really going to judge me. Yeah. If I wear the same clothes two days in a row, Brian's not going to judge me. He's going to yeah. judge me. He's going to say, I'm going to lose a friend, God. Do you uh, want that? Do you want that? Uh, Can you imagine? Uh, exactly. Trying to guilt God into giving uh, you something. <laughs> Can you imagine? Man. That's hilarious. But that's, Man. But that's a reality. Like, we struggle. And that's why, like, the lover, right? And, again, the first thing we think of is, like, our relationship with our wives and our kids. But we're talking about lovers specifically. Keeping the first things first. Mm. Yeah. What is the first thing? Who is the first thing? And that's God. Mm-hmm. Yes, the first love. First love. Should be God. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. that's such a challenge for men today to keep God first. Yeah. Especially when going back to love, um, because if you look up what love is now, you're going to be lost. Mm. You're going to see a rainbow. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, for real, right? Too. No, yeah. yeah, you're right. Right, you're and right. it's not even the yeah. real rainbow either. Like it's, yeah, it's like exactly. missing. It's missing. Yeah, it's shape. missing yeah, one. Exactly. Instead of seven colors, it's six, which yeah. is. Ironic. Mm. Anyways, we'll dive into that later. <laughs> and, I love how you switch yeah. to your radio voice to say so, to make yeah. a point. Like, yeah. Ironic. Ironic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, jeez. Uh, oh, love, right? So yeah. the, the only true love that we have, like you said, is God, is Jesus. And there's so many examples of what 
love is, you know, and sometimes it's not pleasant. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. Sometimes it's saying a hard truth, mm. you know. Is that what they call tough love? Tough love, man. Perhaps. Love you know? is displayed in all different ways, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, and that love goes into the warrior, you know, yeah. because yes. when you when you stand up for what's right, you do it out of love. Mm. You don't do it out of Ooh. anger. Ooh. You Absolutely. Know? And that's such a great image. I don't mean to cut you off because it's not your either or either warrior or either lover you're both mm-hmm. yeah and they supplement and they complement each other so well mm-hmm. because again if you're only warrior and you go to that extreme yeah, be, yeah exactly or hey, i'm weak yeah. <laughs> but when you love god first and you're following his leading yeah. his what his calling yeah it makes the warrior so much easier because now I'm like, oh, okay. So I got to fight for the things that you care about. Yeah. The things yeah. that you put me on here to do. Yeah. That's right. So I'm sorry to cut you off. I no, just, you're right. I just, I just like, boom. That's Perfect. Such, such a good thing. Yeah. Dude, it's not even great. really me fighting. You know, that this is you. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Nice. Oh, man, yeah. dude. Okay. <laughs> I, wrote this, I wrote this down in the same note. And it, it, when you said that, the more alone you are, the more likely God can come in and save the day. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Filthy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'll do what I can and I'll reach that limit. But that's my limit. Yeah. And then from there, that's God. Yeah. There you go. You know what I mean? You can only do so much. You, you got to release. You've got, right. You exactly. got to give it back to who, who created it. And then you, you start gotta. to see like, oh my gosh, I, got, I won that war even with only a couple guys. Yeah. That was not me. Exactly. I mean, that was only an extent, Ooh, a yeah. little, little bit piece. Exactly. But then that's when you really get to live life and like, wow, God is doing something amazing here. Because yeah. to, to think about where you started and where you could go on your own mm. and then to see where God actually took you, mm. to be in the hospital bed cursing God like, God, what the F? Why would you do this? And then to be here in this room, in this beautiful place recording on good equipment mm-hmm. sitting to two yeah. men that I admire <laughs> and, and truly love. I'm like, that's all right. That's a cool story. I don't think I could have written that one myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, God, I, I like what you did there. I see yeah. you. I see you. I exactly. see you. You know? Exactly. It's, and you always see his hand in your life after the fact. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you see it in hindsight. Yeah. You know, you see it when you look back and you're like, oh, that's what you wanted. That's what yeah. you meant. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's that's <laughs> oh, yeah. where you were taking me. Yeah. That's why that happened. Yeah, exactly. you know? and that's Man. that's that's something that is so amazing about faith. You know, yeah. because in those low moments is when you really need to understand that you need to be courageous. That you need to be confident. That right. you need to be that your trust needs to be in something stronger than yourself. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Because there's someone leading you. There's someone taking you by the hand. Mm. You know, you don't know where you're going right now, but don't worry about that. Just do as he says. Everything will go according to plan. Mm. That is filthy. You know, so I've been waiting for 10 years for this to happen, Mm -hmm. and it still hasn't happened. Yep. Why? And then, you know, year 11, it happens. Oh. Oh, that's why. That's why. Yeah. I I need to go through year six and seven to get that trait, to get that skill. That's right. Exactly. That's right. I needed to that build experience. my character, yeah, to be able to you know encounter the things that I was going to encounter in that meeting. Mm. I wouldn't have known how to talk mm. to them if I would have started year one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because it, it goes back to this: your character and your calling are so connected. Yeah. And it's like 
Oh man, everything is just piecing together in my mind right now. Ever since that that text that I, I I sent you guys the other day with like character and calling and like, what if God actually gave you what you're asking for right now? Could you handle it? Hmm. What would hmm. you do with it? Yeah. 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 Well, look at all these people that win the lottery. You know, like the curse that they call it, the, curse the curse of the lottery. Right. They call it the curse of the lottery for a reason. Yeah. A lot of those people end up either just on the streets at some point or dead. Yeah. Mm. One of the two. It's, it's crazy. Very often. Not always, but very often. Yeah. yeah. It's because, like, their character wasn't ready for that huge surge of money. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before. We've at least mentioned it. Money is just an amplifier. Mm. It's a tool. You, it's a tool. But it just amplifies the person you already are. Money doesn't change you. Mm. Money just makes you more of what and who you are. Mm. If you're a piece of crap. You're gonna and you you get some money. You're gonna be a, a rich piece of crap. Yeah, a shiny piece of crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You may not stink as much, but you're still a piece of crap. <laughs> you know. But and the same thing. If you're a good person and you become rich, you're you're gonna be a good steward of that. Mm. But money is just an amplifier. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when you get these people who win the lottery and they you know it's awesome. It's a great thing. But their character wasn't able to withhold all of that. Mm. They weren't ready to... It's one thing to become the champion. It's another to stay the champion, right? Mm. Like, getting it one time is one thing, but staying there is a completely different ballgame. So these people that become overnight millionaires, they are now... Their bank account says you're a millionaire, but your mindset, your actions, your habits, and your identity is still broke. Exactly. Broken. Yeah. Oh, oh, hello! You broke it. You broke and you broke it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's the reality. Yeah. Like can't what like and I ask God that you know like I want to be worthy of the calling He's given me. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like, if it's this podcast, if it's whatever projects He puts me into, whatever I'm, you know, He blesses me to be a part of. I just pray that I am able to perform as the tool that he called me to be. Mm. He wants me to be a hammer, then I got to be solid. I got to be able to hammer in those nails. You cannot be a brittle hammer because when you hit something, you are going to crack. That's right. Mm. So you got to let your character align with your calling. And same thing. You got to, your alignments will determine your assignments. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Preach on them, baby. Preach on them. Preach on them. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. I couldn't say it better. Man. So I would be curious, like what the audience will go about pointing out as, you know, the strengths for the people in this podcast, man. Ooh. In honesty. Yeah. That's actually a really good one. You know? I'd like I'd actually like to hear um Popularity yep. contest. Popularity. <laughs> vote, vote for me, three one two, three one. Like American Idol. Uh-huh. But that that's actually a really uh, a good piece. Like uh, I think of I don't know. Did I send you guys? I know I sent it to you. Did I send you the the um, that survey or spiritual gifts and stuff? No, I don't think so. I gotta send that to you. I got, I, I would retake it again because I retook mm. it a couple times just to make sure I'm not like just yeah. you know it was just a one off thing. Hey, exactly. But I wanted janitor. janitor. <laughs> God, that wasn't even an option. How do I get janitor for Jesus? For Jesus. Mm. I'm like I'm like God really janitor. He's like, mm? like okay, 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 okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, yeah. I'll do it. Did I stutter? Yeah. Did I stutter? Her boy, telling you, where's the mop? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But that's such a good point. I, don't, I know it's like it's funny that we're laughing at it, but like, dude, are you humble enough to accept the God, the calling that God's going to put you to? Yeah. Will you be able to accept it? If he called you to do X, Y, Z, and it's out of your comfort zone, why are you going to do it? Exactly. Or that's if it's hard. not as glamorous as you thought it'd be. It, yeah. Right. You know? I think that's, for me, one of the things that, like, really, like, was hard. Because mm. um, I, especially, like, in the entrepreneurship world, it's a lot of, like, very ego, very, like, um, uh, success-oriented and if it wasn't, if your next calling, if, if for me, if my next calling wasn't going to be up to par, if not better, I'm like, are you sure, God? Yeah. I could do really good in that area. Are you exactly. sure you want me to do that? Yeah. And that, that was a really humbling um, part in my life. And I think I just got so tired of, like, messing up life. Yeah. And I just had to surrender. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, man. I'm just like I'm tired of doing it my way because I keep messing it up. I just end up more unhappy. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like you take all the other options away, and the only thing really left is like, all right, God. Yeah. What do you want? Exactly. Like, I'm so yeah. tired of messing this you up. You have to be humble enough to let that go. Because sometimes you need to be broken. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes you need to be humbled. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no. absolutely. And God yeah. will do that. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if he has a calling in your life and you're not getting it, he'll mm. humble you. Look, let me ask you guys, what's what's your story of like the time God really humbled you? I shared a little bit earlier with my um injury at the PD. What are you guys what do you guys think like that turning point it was for you that you all right, God, what do you want? What was that? Dude, I, I think I'm still going through it, man. Uh, to oh. be honest with you. Because for me, like school, I love going to school, right? Mm-hmm. But I hate taking tests. So I was like, ah, you can't have one without the other. Yeah, exactly. So it's so tough for me, man. Because you know, I'll, I'll know what they're talking about, but then as soon as I read the wording on the test, like. Nope. <laughs> I don't know I'm anything. Done. Yeah, I'm exactly. Done. I'm dropping this class. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Been getting straight A's this entire time. I'm dropping yeah. this class. Yeah. You know, so like, I guess I, I'm a self-defeatist in that manner. Mm. But while I go into a test uh, and all these other people are behind me and, you know, they're showing all this worry on their face, like, you got it. You got it. You know, it's like, man, I don't know if I'm going to pass this test or not. Mm. Yeah, I'm mm. telling everybody else, yeah, yeah, you're good. You'll be good. And then uh, I come out, I usually do decent, you know. Mm. I'm a B student. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but I'm still struggling with that, man. Because um, at times I think that I'm moving toward my calling. But then just because I'm meeting so much resistance and such. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think it kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier. You know, that, that resistance is for a reason, right? Um, and, you know, whether or not I plan to or I, I stay and play or I turn and go, um, is really just something mental for me. Mm. Yeah, so trying to overcome that obstacle, you know, definitely. Mm. Mm. I appreciate you sharing that. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So I, I guess I, I, I get my, I guess my humbled story is the story of when I finally gave up and surrendered, like you were talking about earlier. Mm. Um, I was, my father had recently passed away at, he passed away when I was 17. And then we ended up moving back to Texas. And I was just miserable, man. Like, I hated my life, you mm-hmm. know. And it, How old were you? I, uh, at the time, I think I was 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 18, maybe 19. Um, but 
I just, I hated my life, man. And I didn't have a bad life. It was just, just nothing really going on, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I it's you. not like I was in some... Like you weren't fulfilled almost. Yes, I yeah. wasn't fulfilled. That's a good, good kind way to say it. Kind of feeling. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I was just, I, I had friends, but, you know, you're with them and you're just like, man, I'm bored. Yeah. Like, uh, we do boring. The same thing I'm boring. Day. Like, yeah, we're just two boring yeah, people, exactly. man. We just Why come do we sit down out? and be boring. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're just being boring together, you know? Not, not yeah. all of them, but, you know, some of them. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, I don't know. I was. It was at the time. Denton was a a small, um, university town, college town, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't much to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, anyways, one night I was just defeated, feeling. You know what I mean? And I was in my car, a '91 Honda Accord Junker, oh, yeah. and um, I blew Classic. up the motor in it three <laughs> times. I had to replace that. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And everything else at that. By the end of me having that car, it was 100% like lifetime warranty, everything from O'Reilly's. You know what I mean? Wow. Everything, the, the mounts, the alternator, the brakes, everything, right? Yeah. Anyways, and um, I, was, I, I used to take uh, car rides at night just because I couldn't sleep. I'm bored. What am I going to do? Just lay here in bed, stare up at the ceiling. It's ugly. Mm. Ew. Leave. <laughs> and so go on the car ride, get to the park, and I'm just staring out the window and I'm looking at the stars, which you can actually see from in Den mm-hmm. in certain parts. And uh and I'm just like This is it. All right, God. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I keep hearing about you. I kinda know you. I know of you, definitely. Uh but I'm just I'm tired and nothing I do is going right. Mm. And I I'm going to let you have control. I'm I'm giving you my life. Just take it and do whatever you want with it. I, I said these words to God. Take my life and you do whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. As I'm looking up at the stars, take my life and do whatever you want with it. Hmm. I'm going to start going to church. And you talk to me if you want. And make me feel some things if you want. And we'll see what happens. And hmm. that's exactly what happened. I started going to church. And I started, there was like... There was there was always this little flame in me, you know, for God, I have to say. There was a seed that was planted there by my parents. Oh. You know, my mom really spoke word into me, as I said on this podcast before. Um, so, again, I've heard of God, and I've heard of His glories, and I've heard right. of His amazing majesty, and it's also his, his consuming fire and His anger and all that. And I'm like, how do you have all this in one God, right? Oh. But um, I started to experience that for myself, and I felt that little ember just grow into mm. a flame you know mm. and depending on how much you feed it you know it's it gets bigger it gets smaller you know mm-hmm. what i mean because that's that's the nature of fire yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and the holy spirit really works in us like that you know when we try mm. to commune with god when we try to when we invite the holy spirit in our lives you know to to show us his glory to show us his miracles to to lead us to wherever it is that he wants us in life there has to be a change, uh, an, an honest, an earnest, humbled change, you know? That is filthy. Like you said earlier that, you know, you read the Bible just to read, or not the Bible, but books just to read it. But with the Bible, you actually try and you stop, you yeah. try to digest it, you try to understand it, right, you try to right. memorize some of it, you know, so it'll take. There's a lot of people that'll read the Bible to try and disprove it. There's a lot of people that'll read the Bible just for points to argue with someone, you know? Mm. They'll read the Bible as an atheist or whatever from a prideful standpoint instead of a humbled standpoint and mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. okay 
Maybe, probably not, but maybe I'm wrong. Mm. Maybe I'll learn something. Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Mm. Well, well, let's just sit down and what's the worst that could happen, you know? Mm. Um, but anyways, that's, that's probably my humbled story. That's, that's my, my coming to, to Jesus story. Yeah, man. <laughs>